Welcome to the Remington Podcast, where we take a deep dive into all things ammunition. I'm your host, Audrey Mays, and today we're sitting down with our resident experts in breaking target clays. Head of Research and Development, John Langenfeld, Supervisor of the Remington Gun Club, Justin Hefner, and the All-American himself, Research and Development Engineer, Logan Henry. We'll be talking through the three most common disciplines of the shotgun shooting sports world, trap skeet and sporting, touching on how to get involved, the basic gear essentials, and the base knowledge you will need to dive into the sport. Let's get into it. Uh, typically where we start is the, it's gonna be their, their shotgun, either they bring their own, sometimes they have just their grandpa's hunting gun, and you can shoot with that. Just if you were comp- uh, planning on being competitive, I would eventually work into something more of a competition gun or uh, just something a little easier on the recoil because that's a big part of it too is a lot of people can't handle the you know 100 rounds the first time they come out so we typically go with a typically a light load uh, number eight 1185 and feet per second and uh, we just get them out there and we go to traps typically where we start we put it on straightaways and shoot from there see what they can do and make sure they can safely handle it so I can show up with my duck gun or my, you know, bird gun or whatever I want mm-hmm. and, and shoot. So it's not too specific. But comp- there's guns that are specific to competitions. Yeah. Like everybody drives a car, but not everybody drives a Ferrari. Right. You know, or, or a, you know, an F1 car for this or a NASCAR for that. So there's, there's different types of shotguns for the specific disciplines. But uh, you can shoot it with, you know, if you got a hunting gun, you know, 870 or something like that, you can bring it to the gun club and it'll definitely be a start and you'll have some fun. Yeah, very low level, like everyone can afford a kind of gun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so basically all you need is a shotgun and some shot shells, and you're ready to go. 20 gauge, 12 gauge, I mean, you could do it with a 16. Don't bring a 10. That's too much recoil. (laughs) You don't don't need that for shooting clay targets. 28s and 410s, those are actually part of uh, sporting clays and skeet shooting um, in the sub-gauge. So you can bring those as well, but your most common is going to be 12 gauge. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, as a starting out, somebody starting out, you probably are going to have the most success with a 12 gauge. So that's what I usually recommend people bring whenever they're starting. Cause mm-hmm. like he said, putting them on straightaways and on maybe the trap field, we want to give you that good feeling of breaking your first clay and make you excited about the sport. Yeah. And, and, also, I feel like, you know, everyone loads 12-gauge ammunition. It's probably easiest to find on the market. Well, and they're probably the cheapest, too, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you talked about putting people on a trap field and them shooting straightaways. So I would say, like, the the most popular three disciplines of target clay shooting are trap, skeet, and sporting, right? Can we talk about the differences between the three? Yeah. Well, why don't uh, you handle skeet? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, skeet, you're going to have two targets the entire time. They're not going to change. They're not going to be any angles. Um, they'll cross in front of you. You've got a high house and a low house. And uh, eight different stations that kind of wrap around the whole field in like a half moon shape. And then uh, your last station's right in the middle, staring directly at both the houses. They fly and, right at you. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right above you. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are typically, the, that's typically your diff, your most difficult station. Um Except for around three, when they're coming across, you got to give it a bigger lead. Uh, skeet, I would say, is what most people come out and they're like, "I want to practice for dove hunting." They'll go shoot skeet mm-hmm. just because of the crossing angles and stuff like that. Uh, but I would say it's 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 not as popular around here 
but it's definitely got a lot of history behind it and you can shoot it with all the sub gauge stuff and a lot of people have fun with it but it gets a lot more expensive when you get into the sub gauge guns and mm -hmm. you get a competition gun that's got four different sets of tubes which are inserts for the any 12 gauge to a 410 right yeah yeah so so you you go around the field in the half moon and, and there's different stations around the half moon and at the different stations do you have you know is it the point that you're shooting at different angles or is the point that there's a different order in which they come so the the order of it it's mostly the different angles of it um one and two will have a high high house low house and then a double and then when you get to three, four, and five, your center ones, you're just going to have a high and a low single. Mm -hmm. No, I got it off there somewhere. No, that's right. No, that's right. <laughs> three, four, and five are in the middle. And then six and seven will have your high-low double again, mm -hmm. except you shoot your double reverse. You'll shoot your low house first. Okay. And then your eight, if you uh, – Skeet has what they call a mulligan. If you uh, get all the way around without missing, you've got a third – shell for station eight um, but it's usually your first miss you'll reshoot that target over again okay gotcha and the high house and low house the difference is literally one is higher than mm -hmm. the other just where it starts okay yep. they'll yeah. cross they're supposed to go in a hoop i think it's like a four foot diameter mm -hmm. and that's how they they set skeet targets so they cross about the same point mm -hmm. but that just one comes from a high house one comes from low and the different angle makes a difference mm -hmm. okay uh, Logan, can you explain trap? Okay. So first of all, I would say, so most people, whenever they come out to the club, they're going to say, I want to shoot skeet often. Or I hear lots of people say, I shoot skeet. Mm -hmm. And whenever you kind of get to talking to them a little more, you learn that they're probably shooting trap or maybe they've shot, shot backyard. You know, they had a thrower that they put on a tire and did that. If you've done that, you're more than likely, I would say you're closer to you have shot trap. Um so giving you the layout of the field, so there's five different stations, and they're not exactly in a half circle, um, but they're close to that. And um, they're just basically concrete sidewalks. Um, they'll usually run back to what we call 27 yards. They're going to start 16 yards away from what we would call the trap house. I um, mean, it's usually a concrete or a metal, um, I guess I could say box or almost like a small room mm -hmm. that's out in the field. Um, and you're going to have your trap machine in there and it's throwing um, away from you. So that's the important thing about trap is the targets are going away from you. Um, the angles aren't near as harsh as what you would say sporting clays or skeet are. Um, I think it's a really good place to learn. So there's five different stations. What you're going to do is you're going to have one box of shells, 25, and you're going to go to each, each station and shoot five shells. So for a total of 25, and um, if you shoot a 25, you had a perfect, perfect score. Um, the target's there about 42 miles an hour. I, I think that trap's a really good place to start. Um, that sounds fast, by the way. It, it sounds fast, but it, whenever you're out there looking at it, it's actually not that hard. So. Mm -hmm. And the straightaways that y'all were talking about, that comes from the trap fields. That, yes, yeah. yes. So um, if you're in your half circle, we'd usually put you on station three, which is kind of in the middle of that half circle. And you're just going to be looking straight at the trap house and we're going to throw you a target that's just straight away from you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, so we're wanting to give you the greatest chance of being able to hit those targets. Yeah. And sense. then we're going to give you the angles from different yeah, stations and yeah. stuff yeah. and yeah. make it a little harder. Keep you know, change your lead a little yeah. bit. Mm -hmm. So skeet is uh, the targets are closer <laughs> and you're going to get everything from kind of a slight quartering away and toward to a, a perpendicular target, yep. you know, what we call a crossing target. Um, and so the lead in ski changes drastically. 
yeah. you know, from say station one to like four. Uh, and so that's really good. That's probably why the, the dove hunters want to come out and, and practice that, that motion. And you get a, you get a big variety there, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, but one thing about skeet is you know where every target's going. Right. You know, every every time. time you call pull, you see, you know what you're going to get. It's either going to come out of the high or the low, and this is the path that it's going down. And then trap, you know, there are three disciplines, which you didn't get into yet yes. within trap, which you can. But in trap, you don't know. You know that they're going up and away from you, but you don't know at what angle because mm-hmm. the, the arm is oscillating within the trap house. So when you call pull, like I said, you always know it's going to be up and away, but, um, you know, is it right, left, straight? You don't know that. So that's kind of the challenge. But also in trap, uh, between what they call singles and handicap is distance. So you learn to be a long, your shots are longer, which adds difficulty. So, I mean, I think understanding the singles and the doubles and the handicap within uh, the discipline is important. And, and within skeet, if you ever got to that level of, I want to compete. Yeah. You know, in, in skeet, you've got the different gauges. You've got 12 gauge and you got 20, 28, and 410. So you got those different events, the sub gauge, and then you got the 12. And then in trap, you've got singles, doubles, and handicap. And in trap, everybody shoots 12 gauge. Unless for some yes. reason it would be recoil sensitive or something like that, that a person to choose to shoot a 20. But there's not a different, uh, you know, they don't have a 20 gauge event or anything like not that. Not a different it's, class. No, shoot, yeah. shoot 12 gauge. That's, you know, everything. And so, so I would say, you know, elaborate just a little bit on what's the difference between singles doubles and handicap okay uh so i'll start with handicap so if you're shooting a day of uh, the amateur trap shooting association in a competition your second event after the singles that morning is going to be what we call handicap so when i describe the field i said that it's a walkway coming forward to the 16 yard line so that walkway goes all the way back to what we call 27 yard line um so each yard is marked on that walkway and uh that's how that's how far how far you are away from from the the trap from the trap house yeah so not from the target from the trap if i'm 16 yard if i'm the 16 yard line i'm 16 yards away from the trap house if i'm on 27 yard line i'm 27 yards away from the trap house so i'm further so handicap is distance game yes Mm -hmm. it's a distance game and uh as a new competitor i believe john you can correct me usually they start you on 20 in the 20 yard line now so and then as you shoot good scores which in trap shooting is considered a 96 or better um you'll get what we call punches and you move back until you eventually hit the 27 yard line and then it's a tough game once yep, you get yeah, back yep. there. I'll say that. But you can go front and back. Yes. You know, if so. you have a bad year and or you change your gun and you're not as good with that one or whatever, you can get offered reductions. And it's usually about every thousand targets okay. they do a review. And I believe that if your score or your uh, your average is under ninety, yep. you're offered a reduction. And you can take it or not. Some people are are you know very proud and will never come off the twenty seven yard line, even though they shoot like crap from back there. <laughs> so you can go back forward. It's all based on ability and trying to kind of equalize the playing field yes. so that if you're a you know twenty one yard line skill level, you're not getting beat every time by a guy who can shoot from twenty seven standing on the same yardage as you. Yeah. So like I said, it tries to equal it out. Um, so doubles. What's doubles? So doubles is um, rather than having angles as we do in singles, it's going to throw two targets at once. However, it is going to throw those two targets in the same exact place every single time. Um, You're going to still change stations as it is, but you're going to shoot twice. This Mm -hmm. is where I would recommend probably not having a pump shotgun, but having an over. 
over under or an automatic gun. Um, so it's going to throw it in the same place twice. So the goal of that would be for you, for each station to know where it's going to throw that first target, or you can look at the person shooting in front of you and you're going to pretty much hold your gun pretty close to where it is. And then you're going to move over and shoot the second target. So the first target should be fairly easy. You're going to try to put your gun pretty close to where it's going to come out and shoot it. And then you're going to go shoot the second one, kind of like what I would teach somebody's like a singles target. Mm -hmm. So you should always break at least one of those clays, right? Yes. You want to, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say you're always going to, but you should absolutely strive to always hit one of the two targets. Mm -hmm. I think doubles is probably one of the funnest, enjoyable disciplines in trap shooting. Yeah. I didn't come to shoot doubles until <laughs> you know later in my trap shooting career. I wish I'd have started doing it sooner because it's just fun, you know, shooting two targets and it's got its own challenge and everything else. And one thing that Logan didn't mention was that you shoot doubles from 16 yard line. So you're up close. Mm -hmm. It's not a distance game. It's just about repetitive and two targets. And if you're standing on post three, which is in the middle of the, of the trap field and, and you call pull, you know, those two targets come out at the same time, same height, and that angle is – what is that angle that they come out at? You know, is it like 30 Justin. degrees from center each? It's So the total field is like 32 and a half degrees, so it's like 17. 17 degrees. 17 so, yeah, that's what they look like every time. So as you rotate through, you know, one through five, that – you know, like I said, on three, you're right in the middle of them. So one and two, the right target is a little straighter to you. And then four and five, the left target is a little bit straighter to you. So that's kind of how the field shifts as you move around. But that's what that's what it looks like when you shoot. Doubles. Yeah. And the goal is always usually to shoot whatever looks like a straightaway target for you on three. As we said, you're not going to have a target that presents as a straightaway target. So you can kind of choose whichever one you would prefer. Um, but typically, double shooters are going to choose whatever their straightaway target is to shoot first. I know you do all kinds of crazy stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, I don't quote people uh, whenever I teach people doubles. That's one of my favorite things to teach, but I do not teach them to shoot it the way that yeah. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have never shot doubles, but I've watched and it's very rhythmic. Oh, it's yes. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's fun. You know, there's some, what is that? What's the saying? You know, you shoot singles and handicap for this. And yeah, singles for trophies, handicap is for money and doubles are for fun. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, you'll always hear me around a trap shoot whenever it comes that afternoon. I'm like, yeah, let's go. This is the fun part of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, doubles is enjoyable. I would definitely tell anybody that they should try it. it. It's definitely a fun part of trap shooting. You know, when singles get monotonous, try a little bit of doubles. <laughs> so what's singles? Uh, so singles is <laughs> singles is pretty much just you're on the 16 yard line. The bird is going away at 42 miles per hour. And as he said, you've got your um, 32 uh, degrees field of angle. Um, you can get your target anywhere in there. Um, so singles is basically handicap, but on 16 yard on the close. 16 same, yard line. Same targets. Yes. Everybody's on the same playing field here. So um, it definitely vamps up the, the need to shoot a really good score whenever you're shooting singles, if you're going to compete. Yeah. I mean, I would, I don't know. I don't understand people who shoot trap and don't compete in it. Maybe I'm just overly competitive. I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that I've seen is a lot of people that are apprehensive about go into an actual competition, mm -hmm. especially if they maybe don't know people. I think that's hard yeah. for them just to get out and you know, everybody's watching me. I don't want to shoot in front of people. I don't shoot well. I've seen that friends of mine growing up uh, and shooting. It's like, hey, come shoot. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not that good, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, oh, come on, you know. So yeah. I think uh, – 
you know, if, if somebody is interested, just get out there and you'll find that the people that are at shoots or you, those kind of people are just salt to the earth and yes. they'll help anybody. And they love to see new people come and enjoy the sport with them and things like that. And it's, a, uh, you know, you're not out there socializing while you're shooting trap, but you know, you're there for most of the day or can be if you shoot all of the, the three disciplines and there's a lot of, you know, jaw jacking going yeah, on. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I would say that like that skeet is more of a social while you're yeah. shooting. I've never shot skeet competitively, so I don't know. I could see some of them guys not want to talk too much, but <laughs> yeah. it could when we just shoot it for fun once in a while, it's definitely, you know, one guy shooting at a time and then there's I don't know, three, four people standing there waiting. So yeah, they could you yeah. know they got nothing else to do standing there. Yeah. 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 Trash. Unless yeah. they're trying to focus to or whatever. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. Yeah, but I would, that's what I would say, same as John said. I would encourage anybody, if you're apprehensive about it, just go out. And maybe just the first couple of people you say, just tell them you're new. And a lot of people will just absolutely take you under their wing and either help you or they'll show you around the shoot. Mm -hmm. I mean, you won't find any better people than you will yeah. with all dis disciplines at at shoots. Yeah. Just and great I, people. I feel like a trap shoots too like no one no one's standing there counting how many you're shooting anyways you're the only one who cares what your yeah. score is no one else does so just jump out there i think but um that leaves sporting yeah so sporting plays is you know i tell people it's like golf with a gun because mm -hmm. you have a course you know and and i we've got a course here at remington 13 stations mm -hmm. just like a golf course it's got Every you know set of holes you're going to go to each station, and and those throwers are set up differently every station. You're going to get to figure out and see where they're going to come from. They call them show pairs. So you get up there. It's it's kind of a kind of almost a blend, a little bit because you've got the socialization with skeet because one guy's going to shoot at a time and usually with a group of people, three or four people, so they can stand there so you can talk and whatnot if you want to. But um, you're going to get all different kinds of targets. You're going to get stuff that's rolling across the ground, stuff coming toward you, going away from you. You're going to get different. So there's always pairs. I'll put, put throw that out there. Everything's always two targets. Okay. And uh, they're either going to be what they call a true pair, which is at the same time, or a report pair, which is when uh, you fire at the first target on the report of the gun, the second target is, is throwed. So... When you walk up to the station, of course, there's signage on the station that tells you you're going to shoot three or four pairs, five pairs, if it's report, if it's true. And then you're going to look at them and see, you know, what you're having to shoot here. And maybe one's rolling across the ground and then you got another, you know, right to left crosser. Okay. You know, so you know what you're doing. You know where they're going to come from. But uh, I think, you know, relative to trap and skeet, sporting is pretty, pretty hard. It can be yeah, very humbling. It's very challenging. Very <laughs> because you don't have that rhythm mm -hmm. of, of muscle, you know, you know, like muscle memory almost of, of that vision of this is what that lead looks like or my gun speed on how to break this kind of target. Maybe you haven't even seen this kind of target before in your shooting career. And uh, you got to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And and so it's been, you know, like I said, I, now with the courses at Remington, we've started to shoot sporting clays kind of regular the last couple of years. And I've enjoyed the the challenge of sporting. feel like I'm probably a better wing shot than I was. I used to think I was pretty good until I shot sporting and then I found out I wasn't. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. And the people, you know, different crowd. And, and of course, being a in the middle of ammunition development, what I've also thoroughly enjoyed is is being observant and understanding why the shooters of each discipline select the shells that they do so that we can, 
you know, make better loads. So, but that's sporting clays call. You know, you're going to go around to every station. You're going to have an order. So, you know, like if we three were going to go to station one, I shoot first, second, third. Then when we go to station two, we rotate. And mm-hmm. then you'll shoot first and you'll shoot second. And I'll shoot last. And that's to keep everything fair so that, you know, I only got two show pairs and then I had to start shooting. Well, they got to watch a whole bunch of them and right. see what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, and so then station two, I get to do that. You know, maybe I can figure it out before they do and then, you know, beat them. But anyways, uh, you get to see a whole course. There, there's, you know, like I said, out of here at Remington, you're going to see all different kinds of stations and, you know, field and in the trees and all different kinds of scenarios. You just never know what you're going to see and how the people who set up the shoots are going to get creative uh, with the type of targets that they throw because they can really do anything, bounce them off trampolines. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen them. You know, real slow, not a lot of speed, just yeah. kind of little lollipops that float up, or they'll challenge you with visual, visual, uh, you know, trees in the way and throw it through. It's not a hard target to break, but your eyes are playing tricks on you because of the trees there, and then you're trying to focus on the target and things like that. And they've also got them that are different sizes. Yes, mm-hmm. and that so you got your standard targets and minis and midis, and so you can, you know, again, visual, you know, playing games with your eyes, you can throw a, a small target. And, uh, it, you know, you're used to seeing a full-size target, so it looks like it's really far away, mm-hmm. and you might lead it four yeah, foot, like but it only needs two so foot. Fast, right, yeah. So, so that's an added piece of it in there that kind of makes it fun. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I, and I've told people before, I truly believe that every sport is, is unique in how you can you, – you develop skills. You know, skeet shooters shoot a certain way. They, they get used to it. They got their leads, everything. Trap shooters the same way. Oh, yeah. You know, routine, whether routine. It's, whether it's a habit, good, bad, whatever, trap shooters, you know, you develop that. But if you take a trap shooter and put them on a skeet field, it's usually a train wreck. And you go put a skeet shooter on a trap field, and it's the same way. Mm-hmm. And you put either one of them on a sporting course, and it's a train wreck. Everybody's bad at sporting. But you can take a sporting <laughs> shooter, like a good sporting shooter, mm-hmm. and put them on a trap field or a skeet field, and they'll hold their own. Mm-hmm. They may not win it, but they yeah. can break them they'll kind of targets because they've seen all different kinds of varieties. Yeah, So, but all of it's fun. I mean, if you like shooting reactive targets, I mean, I think that's what the hook is, is just seeing those targets break and blow up and your first taste of – we have a competition when you win. You're like, oh, I'm pretty good. I can do this. You know, I think that's what just, it's almost like a drug. Oh, yeah. It brings you back every time, especially if you like to shoot and you like guns and. You like trash talk. It's, well, depends on who you are. You got to be yeah. careful. I've someday. never been to the sporting field yeah. without anyone yeah. talking I, smack. Yep. Well, just know that there's somebody out there who can beat you. Yeah. Every so, time. But, you get humbled uh, every time you walk yeah. out there. But it's cool to be able to bring your buggy out and go from station to station, a little bit of camaraderie in between, maybe like Audrey said, a little bit of smack talk. <laughs> just make sure you're able to back that up, I would say. Yep. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. Yep. All good stuff, all fun. If you like to shoot and, and whatnot, definitely try. I like it too because it's in the off season from hunting. You know, mm-hmm. you yeah. can compete all year round somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can go, there's a lot of people go to, to Florida and shoot trap, you know, when it's warm in the mm-hmm. wintertime, you know, retired folks that have the time to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, those are the three disciplines and, um, I think we're all pretty new. I've never competed in skeet. Have you guys? I've never. I've not either. No. no. I think we've all been legacy trap shooters yeah. from a while and then started to dabble well, you know, Logan and I have started to dabble with sporting clays, actual registered competition in SCA the last two, three years, yeah. you know. And, again, we put the course in here at Remington, and that's been new and fun to learn the sport and everything. And we keep trying to get him to come out with us, but he's got to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the set, yep. and set those fields. I'm on the other side of it. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about 
the competing aspect a little bit. So you can go out to any, not any gun club has all three, but you can go out to a gun club and shoot traps, heater sporting and have fun with your buddies and stuff. But you can also compete in these things and shoot what are called registered targets. So, um, I mean, uh, Justin, what is a registered shoot? Well, okay. <laughs> Let me think about it one at a time. Trap. Uh, there's going to be a set regulation of how these targets have to be set. And um, like he said, they're 42 mile an hour. There's a certain height that they have to be. And if you set, if you're going to have a registered shoot, which anybody can join at the registered shoot, doesn't matter. They as can long pay. as you're registered with the trap association, they can join, they can the, join association. the association. There. Oh, okay. yeah. You don't, you don't have to be a member of the club, mm-hmm. but if they're holding a registered shoot sanctioned for, through the ATA, um, all they have to do is show up and say, I'm a brand new shooter and they'll fill out a form, get all their information, pay their dues. Um, and then they'll shoot their most, most people I would say would probably just shoot singles mm-hmm. in their first competition for trap. Um, and then sporting clays is the same way you can join at the shoot. Um, but like he said, there's not really a, a rhyme or reason to where we set these targets. So for sporting, for sporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we can just kind of do whatever we want and we can throw them across the ground and use a rabbit to throw in the air. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then skeets, same skeet and the sporting clays, they're, they're, they're the same website. They're the same association, pretty mm-hmm. much just different parts of it. Um, but they also have a set regulation of targets, that four foot hoop that it's got to go through in the middle of it. It's got to reach a certain stake, um, on the other side of the, the field. The target has to reach the target the has to reach the mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. They, and I would say in either one of those, typically a registered shoot is going to be a hundred targets of whatever discipline, you know, yeah. let's say a registered trap shoot that day, they're going to throw a hundred registered singles. Typically, not all registered shoots, but they're going to show, throw 100 registered singles, 100 registered handicap birds, and then 100 or 50 pair of registered doubles or 100 shots. 100 targets. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're going to, at a registered trap shoot, you're probably going to have the option to shoot 300 shells that day. Mm-hmm. If you shoot all three disciplines. Yes. And all of those targets are recorded. The gun club gets your scores and they are sent back to the organization that you're shooting for, whether it be NSCA, ATA, NSSA, and it's going to go in their website and they're going to record it under your name and all your information so that anybody can technically look you up and see what you've shot at any different shoot or any uh, gun club that you've been to. You know, it's kind of a little bit of a badge of honor, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say, you know, you've shot so many targets this year. Here's what your averages are. You're able to see that on all those websites. Probably the driving factor behind all that is so that it's a level playing field, or at least the the concept is to try to have that, you know, with, we talked about handicap and the different yardages to equalize the field in singles and doubles. They have classes, mm-hmm. which runs AAA down through what? D? D. Yep. Yes. For sport. And it's all, no, that's for trap. Over trap. For double, okay. Yeah. For doubles trap, there's classes and singles trap is classes based on your average, a running average. Yes. And so there's brackets depending on the shoot, how big the shoot of what class you're going to be in. And so you can compete against the people in your class. Everybody competes for the overall. But of course, if you don't go out there and, and win that, then you're, you can get class trophies. Okay. You win a handicap, you're competing for the overall, but you can also win, you know, you can win a yardage trophy and and they bracket that, you know, I don't remember what they are, but like 20 to 22 or 23 or whatever, short, mid and long yardage is kind of how it's bracketed out. And, um, 
there's classes in sporting clays. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing. So it's um, it works a little bit differently than averages. It's almost like a, a blend of handicap. They have uh, punches that yes. um, you you get based on winning shoots or placing you know shooting so many targets relative to people in your in your current class, and then. Um, as you shoot better, you go up, you know. I mean, you don't need a, a master class shooter down in D class beating everybody all the time. That's no fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they're what we would call in, in trap shooting AAA is what they call master, master class. class. That's the top. And then it yeah. goes down to AA, A, B, C, and D. Yeah. So And E for sporting. E for sporting, yes. Yeah. yeah. So having all those registered birds allows them to track how you're doing. You can see if you're improving and allow you to compete in a class that's appropriate. Uh, I mean, they're yeah. trying to mitigate sandbagging well, as well. Well, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And there's minimums, you know, there's minimum targets depending on the shoot that you're going to go to. For if you go to the Grand American, you got to have a minimum of a thousand for discipline to be able to shoot your class or yardage. And then uh, state shoots, I think for sporting was 300 targets here in Arkansas. Yes, yeah. I don't know if that's an NSCA thing or if that's probably is, but. Uh, we got we we shoot 300 registered targets before we go to the state shoot. Otherwise, they're going to penalize you and make you shoot in a higher class than what you are. Okay, they'll bump you. That's up. that's how they try to prevent you from sandbagging. They do the same thing in trap. Um, and state shoots are different than at the grand. I know at the grand they'll put you on 25 yard line if you don't have a thousand handicap targets in. So mm -hmm. yeah, and then they'll, or they'll bump you classes, things like that. So. Uh, yeah, try to level it out, put you in the right class, get you in the right distance on handicap. Try to make it fun and. And uh, you can keep track of all your scores and see how many you've shot over a you know a lifetime of shooting or how many every year or what your averages are getting better here or there or not and and um, yeah everybody in the whole country and at the shoot you know is within that and like I said like Logan yeah. said you can look up everybody and see how you know the big dogs are shooting I mean you know your Harlan Campbells and people like that in the trap world and you can see how many they've shot this year and what their scores are. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and I would say those classes, too, they're really important because they give everybody a really fair shot at actually winning something. So it makes it to where that a seasoned shooter such as me of, you know, 12 years who's been shooting for a long time, the person who just starts out that day that's maybe in D-class, they've got a good shot of potentially winning a D-class trophy mm -hmm. versus they're not directly always competing against somebody like me who's in AA or AAA who's shot for a long time. So it, it spreads the wealth a little bit and gives a little more opportunity for winners, I would say. Yeah. Makes you feel like you've improved yeah. in some way, even though you're not the top dog in the sport. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, that's why I thought trap shooting was pretty cool. Um, so just to break it down, ATA is for trap. Mm -hmm. NSSA is for skeet and NSCA is for sporting clays. Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's so a lot of acronyms. So anybody listening, that, those are the acronyms you want to look up depending on the, uh, the sport that you're looking yeah. to pursue. Probably the best resource is the gun club or somebody, you know. I mean, just ask them. I mean, like I said, if you can find a local gun club, stop by, talk to people. There's going to be individuals at those clubs that are probably shooting registered targets of some sort. And you can, you know, talk to them, get involved, try to shoot a little bit, learn about it. And if you want to take that step and, and shoot some registered targets, I think the gun club is going to be your best resource to facilitate 
doing that and easy and trying to understand everything because it could probably be overwhelming i think you know going to the first shoot the first time and where do i go and when do i sign up and yeah. what station am i supposed to stand on what trap am i you know like i said you know ask for some help people help you out mm-hmm. and yeah. google and youtube are always helpful too. oh yeah yeah if you don't want to talk to people you come to logan at low note and just ask for justin yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know what i'm doing help me yeah, there's gun Can't clubs do. everywhere all over the oh, United yeah. States. And yeah. the cool part is, too, if you get into target clay shooting is that you can travel and go to these different gun 100%, clubs. Yeah. Yeah. I know one trap shooter here in Arkansas, one of his kind of bucket list things is to shoot uh, like every state shoot, mm-hmm. you know, go to all the different ones and travel with his family and stuff like that. And he's got a list of them, how many he's been to. And so you'll get to see a lot of, I mean, you, you know, shooting shooting trap here in Arkansas is going to be completely different than uh, Nevada or, you yeah. know, going out mm-hmm. West and, you know, just the climate change and the altitude differences and what the targets look like. I mean, Logan can probably elaborate on that and how the, you know, you don't have to throw a target as fast, as fast yep. to get it the same distance out West. Cause it's, you the know, thinner. Your the thinner. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always heard everybody goes out there to break perfect scores because they're easy. That is correct. Yeah, they look like they're just floating out there versus in Arkansas. You see them spring out of the house, mm-hmm. you know. And the background has oh, something yeah. to do with it. Right? Oh, yeah. If, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite clubs is Tucson, Tucson Trap and Skeet Club, and it's basically just the mountains out in Tucson that you're looking over. I mean, there's some really beautiful places to go see. I'd say I've got to say that Hawaii is definitely on my bucket list for a yeah, shoot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> If I mean, shoot, just why in general, but yeah. sure, the Hawaii Gun Club, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like John said, the Remington Gun Club here in Lone Oak, Arkansas has everything that you need to start? Pretty much, yeah. We got a, so we offer trap, skeet, sporting, and five stand. Five stand's new. Um, but if you come out there with absolutely nothing in your hand, if you've got a driver's license, and then I can rent you or loan you a gun. Um, so it doesn't cost nothing. No, not to, to rent a gun, no. Yeah. Loan a gun. Um, and, you know, I'll take a valid credit card, too. Just something to exchange while you're holding my gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they pay for the targets, pay for the ammo, and we'll go out there and show them how to, how to do it. If they've never done it before, we'll show them how to operate the gun. And, we've you know, I've got 35 different guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can find one that best suits them based off of their size and how they might handle the recoil with it. And uh, we'll get them going. Yeah. And uh, we're, uh, y'all are open to the public, right? So you don't need to be a member yep. to show up. Nope. No membership. Um, we're open Wednesday through Sunday, 11 to 5. I mean, you two, I know that y'all started shooting out at the Remington Gun Club when you were tiny. Yeah. I think so yes. I like, yep. Yeah. I've 11. seen photos of Logan. Uh, yeah. Specifically. I think so. I think I was 11, mm-hmm. you know, at the state shoot here. The, the Remington Gun Club definitely has a lot of memories for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a good place to be. So, uh, just closing thoughts. Do y'all have any tips for anyone getting started in the target clay shooting world? Just have fun. Don't get, if you're starting yeah. out, don't get discouraged because you're not going to break them all right out of the gate. And I think that's probably one thing that I've seen new shooters, you know, can struggle. Um, go to the gun club, ask for some help. And, and if somebody knows what you're doing, they can give you some instruction and get you on track quicker mm-hmm. than just trying to struggle through something on your own. Uh, but stay with it. It's fun. And, um, just enjoy it. 
there's lots of resources. Um, I myself, I still watch them. I'm going to start helping kids here in the next couple of weeks with AYSSP starting. And I still watch the videos that I've watched for many years. So there's videos, there's books, there's YouTube videos that can all help you just get better with it. And, you know, maybe rather than you starting and going, as he said, down a long path of maybe a little bit of sorrow, that'll get you started with the right techniques from the start. So mm-hmm. I think that's important. We got gun club. Well, that's that's pretty much what I got. I mean, if you that's why we start them on straightaways. Just kind of build their confidence and break a few, figure out what they're doing, and then we start giving them the angles. And then so if you can go out to your local gun club and find somebody to to help you and watch a couple like we got people watching videos and podcasts and all the time. Mm-hmm. Just coming in and say, Well, I'd listen to this and be like, Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Don't be afraid to try anything new either. And I just want to say that you don't have to be a child to to start target clay shooting. Like, I know you guys all started really young, but I started as an adult Mm -hmm. and it's still a lot of fun. And people are still open and accepting to you, like coming into the world of target clay shooting. So there you have it, guys. Remington is on the rise. Like, comment, subscribe, and be sure to share this podcast with your hunting and shooting buddies. Be on the lookout for the next episode. You can find us anywhere you can stream podcasts. And for more Remington content, follow us on all social media platforms at Remington 1816. Interested in the full unedited interviews? Watch this podcast episode on YouTube. Our page is youtube.com slash at Remington. If you have any questions or have a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email us at podcast at remington.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Remington.com. Thanks for listening.